and good evening to you. It's Nick, all by his lonesome. I figured it would be probably a good idea to talk about recent stuff that's happened that kind of puts old Chud in a kind of an interesting retrospective light. Not in the best way, not for the best reasons. But it has been a really interesting sense of um, camaraderie and, and, and uh, reunion in some respects, once again, for bad reasons. But before I get back with Justin and do a traditional podcast, I figured I would talk with you a little bit about the Devin thing and some other stuff, possibly. Now, I have no notes. I have no agenda. I'm just going to kind of go through this and see if it makes sense. It may get boring, so turn this piece of shit off if you need to. I certainly probably won't listen to it again. But it's been an interesting week. And I'll tell you, um, there is a part of me that is relieved that maybe finally some of you see the Devin that I've seen for several years. Obviously for different reasons with a much more important and horrific you know, story behind it. But character-wise. Um, and honestly, I thought that somehow he had managed to become a rather big deal. Way, way bigger deal than I ever was, you know, um, in terms of the online thing and multimedia thing and in terms of building a rabid and loyal audience. The thing about Chud was that it was never about one person. You know, it, it went through phases. Uh, I certainly had my phase, and my phase was long and punishing, which made it possible and necessary for somebody else to take that, that, that mantle and that bullseye. Um, but let's go back. Okay, first of all, I had no clue that Devin was the kind of person that would do what he is accused of doing. I know that he was uh, active with you know all that, and I know that he, he did some stuff um, with readers of Chud and, and all that that was consensual and certainly beyond my pay grade, um, but also other things that were different than me in terms of drugs or whatever else. He lived a good life. He lived a fun life. Um, and I'll tell you flat out, um, I don't think that's the person. I'll say first of all, Devin's going to be back. I have no doubts. He's got too strong a a name, too aggressive of a, of a drive, and no legal concerns. He'll be back, and I'm sure he'll be back strong. So I'm not dancing on anybody's grave. Um, but also the the implications about what you know the sexual misconduct most of that i believe if not all of it is years and years and years ago sadly a lot of this happened while he was under my watch which makes it even that much more annoying you know there's this whole thing right now about him being a feminist or uh, what is it social justice warrior i don't know these terms but um you know and and we could talk later about the bullshit fallout that's come out of his situation. People taking sides and people having 
um, using using it for their needs, using it as either a way to say that there's a hole in the online feminist movement on the male side, or that you know basically people are finding uh, basically using him as an example for the GamerGate stuff. I, you know, I never got into that stuff too much. It was confusing to me, and I find that I've had my share of overblown emotionally and physically draining internet dramas over the years. I'd like to think that those are gone. I'm certainly doing whatever I can to avoid them. But let's go back in time, and I'll tell you flat out, I am in no position to judge people for what they say because I have said more bad shit in bad taste than just about anybody I know. Now, granted, it's all coming from a place of, of comedy that I find funny, but necessarily doesn't apply to everybody, but there's certainly no malice intended behind it. But I could see how somebody would paint a picture of me of, of a guy who is insensitive. I mean, the whole Evil Dead rape thing. I mean, that's a, that was basically the end of, of the innocence for me as far as, first of all, um, making an effort for my readers on that level um, with all of the work that went into the screenings and, and all that, uh, it was it was an, an awfully unrewarding experience. So when that situation happened, that was the end for me. And also, you know, I was doing it on fumes for so many years because Chud had become such a shell of what it was. I didn't have the drive uh, to do it, and I certainly couldn't do it in addition to helping keep my family fed. Chud had, had ceased to become profitable five or six years ago, um, and I'll go into that, I think, later. But as far as Devin goes, you know, he's my, he's my, he was a great asset for the site for a long time, but he was trouble. It was, it was, it was funny because he was a message board guy, um, who had a very fiery personality. This is back in the early 2000s. And he was, you know, he was working as a, for a nonprofit. And I always felt that one of the great things that the site could be a, a tool for is to give people their chance. And I did it for free or at a great expense for a long time. And we had that boom early on with the internet. Um, I was lucky enough to secure a deal with Warner Brothers for a while with Chud, where we had a security blanket on a per-year basis, and I think we did it for two years. So there was that security blanket, and then everything went to hell. And most, well, a lot of sites disappeared, a huge amount. The ones that stayed had to endure a lot of tumult. And, and I'll tell you, like, the first, the first eight years or so, we didn't have that buy-in from the studios and from the reps that we do now, or sites like this do now. It was it was a fight, and just to get credit and get acceptance. Atlanta didn't have they didn't let online people into movies until I I broke that barrier, um, and even then it was grudging. There was there was definitely a disconnect between us and the other so called critics. And if you saw these people, you would laugh. Um, so few of them are reputable. So few of them ever were. Not that I'm great, but they're certainly not. A, a great divide between the quality of what we do. And then there was the element of studio bias. You know, we had a lot of headaches, like Fox in particular, because of Devin, <laughs> conveniently enough, was a, was a huge problem for us. 
So anyway, he was this guy, and he was incendiary, and he caused some trouble. But he had he was he's obviously a great writer. I mean, I there are people in my circle of friends that say he never was a good writer, and I was deluded in that regard. But I think he's he's a good writer. If nothing else, he's he knows which buttons to push, and he he certainly has a way of hooking people for better or worse. So it made sense to give him you know a shot at the site, and obviously he 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 came at a time where. I was starting to get film offers, and I'm one of those guys who never alluded. I never had any illusion that I wasn't trying to live a life with a career in film or TV or whatever it was. Um, while doing Chud and while having Chud continue and finding a way to do it in a way that was interesting, um, there came a time when I knew that the site was generating enough revenue to hire somebody. And I had a tough decision, and I made the decision of Devin. And it cost me Dave Davis, which was a huge mistake. Uh, I love Dave. I love Dave as a person. I trusted him. Um, but he was—he had a career. He didn't need to work on the Internet. This was a luxury for him. And it was always kind of implied that he didn't want to spend his whole life doing this shit. So I went with Devin. And then shortly after, I found out that I should have gone with Dave. And it you know, kind of killed that whole thing. And, and, and Dave has never spoken to me since. I've tried. I've reached out to him. I've crawled to that guy because I felt that not only is he a great guy, but that relationship was one of the, one of the things to bring out of this Internet experience that was, was, was really special. So that's, that's on me. Um, and Devin obviously worked his ass off. He, he did a lot of. A lot of stuff for the site, a lot of travel, a lot of junkets, a lot of thankless coverage, just being there on a daily basis, making good money as far as I'm concerned to be writing on the Internet. And it was certainly uh, a very large percentage of what we were taking in. It certainly was more than I was making. Um, but it's not a king's ransom, you know, and, and it's not like there was like a, a raise every year. There wasn't. It was it was a number that had to be met, whether it be by me working extra jobs to pay for it, or by Chud's overages on one month carrying over to protect Devin's salary. Um, luckily, we, we never really had um, too many, like, real tough gut check mo moments, but there were times when it was strained, there was late pay, and Devin put up with it. So kudos to him in for that. But also, uh, there is an element of, if it were not for us, he would not be doing this. So... When it became evident he needed to move out west, we made it possible. You know, he did the hard work, but we chipped in and uh, ensured him that his salary would be intact. And he went out there and did his thing. Obviously, over the course of time, there was a lot of spats, a lot of uh, a lot of arguments, and there were so many times when people who I trust came up to me saying, "Why do you keep this guy?" And although Devin and I had our moments where we questioned this, I was stood by him ultimately, um, I mean, these are some pretty important people to me and pretty important people in, in the industry in terms of reps and stuff like that. But at the same time, I had a dream to pursue and I could not give everything to Chud. So what am I going to do? Either close the site and violate my promise that my dying breath, I would be, I would be updating the site, which probably won't happen as it turns out. But I also had a family and other endeavors. I'm, I'm a sports guy. I, I, I'm not your typical movie web guy. I like to play ball. 
I like to play golf. I like to do things outdoors. I like to, you know, kind of step away. Um, and I was writing tons of scripts, working on producerial things, lots of lots of things that never got made. So I needed somebody to protect the site. So that's what Devin's job was. And there was a lot of thick and thin there, and there was a lot of drama. Um, and then, of course, you know, over the years, there were things that gave me pause about him. You know, and I always knew or I always felt that he was having a laugh at me like that. There was a faction of of his people that weren't my people for sure. And he fostered and fed that people that kind of looked down at me, held me in contempt because I wasn't as necessarily intellectual in the way I wrote as them, not as cool as in their eyes and. I didn't embody that kind of mentality. You know, he had built his brand and his people. And there was a large chunk of those people, people who ultimately ended up leaving Chud when Devin left Chud. And I always felt like, you know what, I'm kind of a sucker here because I know that he, even though he'll say the, the right thing when I ask him, he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't care. Um, so when the time came for Devin to need a raise, and when things were getting a little spotty in terms of making ends meet, I happened to come across a situation where there was a potential buyer. And that entire deal hinged on Devin. Now, I had done everything I could to make ends meet, including a few PayPal things that people misinterpreted. They were all about getting things handled. But I knew that this is what it would require. And granted, the company seemed like a great, great fit. Like we'd have autonomy, we'd have funding, we'd have promotion, we'd be able to build a brand. We had talked about having a Chud Film Festival. They owned a few movie theaters. There was a lot of interesting thing going on, things going on. But they were also into production of movies, very bad movies, very uh, low low rent movies being done over in the Philippines. But to me, it felt like well, I could close the site, which I had promised I wouldn't do, or I could protect what we had built in our community and keep our our salaried employees alive. And it required me signing a deal that not only included Chud, but it also included putting this guy.com thing into existence and having an office and actually just basically committing my entire life to this, which meant dropping all of the film stuff, dropping all of the extracurricular stuff. And ultimately, I, I felt like the honorable thing to do would be to, would be to follow through on that. So I did. And weeks after the deal was finalized, Devin turned in his notice which I was supportive of. I didn't lose my mind because our relationship was a little shaky. And I had found, I, I had seen the other side. I was building a staff. I had Ren. Ren Brown is a fucking king. I had Steve Murphy, who, as it turns out, wasn't really built for it. But I had, I had people that, okay, if Devin were to disappear, we wouldn't dry up and die because that was what the fear was. Everything was so hinged around Devin's presence. He had been so much the face of the site for quite quite some time that I would have been doubly fucked without him and without, you know, continuity available. And honestly, the site had gotten dark and cynical and cool and a little bit elite for my liking. I mean, that's why I tried whenever I could to do silly shit like the List of Dumb or Steady Leak or whatever it was, you know, chud around the movies. Because that's where my heart lies, ultimately. I don't really have much. I mean, while I I will love ripping a movie if it deserves it, it's so much more rewarding to do something that makes people laugh or something that is a is a a valuable resource like 
the essentials list or the famous monsters of Filmland or whatever other lists that we had done. Um, and I, and I did have a you know I had a few things lingering like I said I I need to I need to keep this moving and see where it goes. And Devin when he when he left he he promised me like one of the main things was I promise I won't I won't compete I'm not going to start a, another movie website I'm not going to do that. He's like I may blog now and then for you know the Alamo or whatever but I will not do this. And that gave me comfort because I knew that if he wanted to do that he would steal a, a good percentage of our readership. And I would be competing with him, which, you know, and of course I didn't create any paperwork. I didn't want to make it like that. That's not who I am. I prefer to not ever, you know, make it some sort of a contractual thing. And sure enough, obviously he did do that. You know, whether he was being duplicitous or not, you could come to your own conclusion. But that was not a good thing. Now, of course, contingent on him leaving was there was the Fantastic Fest. And he had already agreed to cover it for Chud. He was already gone from Chud by the time it happened. But we had basically said, "Okay, well, it'll we'll we'll, we'll you know we'll cover your your overhead, which was I think three hundred dollars at the time, um, and then we'll have one last little bit of coverage, which was kind of cool." Now at that time, and this is very fitting, which I'll explain in a minute. My mother was diagnosed with cancer. At the time, it was of the throat but it was the first time I would ever have something like that happen in my life and she was our bookkeeper she was a bit distracted so was I and we were late in sending him the check but we sent it and it came back you know while a while after by then I guess things had gotten a little tough for him on the financial side being out in Austin and all that and he was nervous he was he was tense and he was wondering what the hell was going on and I communicated to him our situation. And um, we sent another one. But sometime in between our conversations about this and when we sent the second check, he got fed up. And he basically said I was duplicitous, I was a deadbeat, and we were being cheapskates on that last bit of money which was absolutely 100% bullshit. We were distracted, we were slow, but we did what we were supposed to do, and fuck if we got it sent back to us. So he gave, uh, he either gave or sold the content to Ain't It Cool News and instantly became a crusader against me and the site I had built and given him every opportunity in his professional career. Now, I was not prepared for that. I had a lot of shit on my mind, trying to build Chud back. Had a sick parent. I I lost my father in the span of a, a, like a, a half a day early on in Chud's existence, so I didn't have this kind of long lingering illness. Um, it was just bad timing, but it certainly wasn't cheapness. Certainly, it wasn't intentional. It was just bad luck. And he ripped us for it. And it became, it became this polarizing thing to where his hive mentality became contagious. And there are people who have, whose Chud was their first you know, bookmark who still hold me in contempt for this. That was the first time I really knew that the Devin Faraci that people had been warning me about was a real thing. 
Now, here's the sad postscript to that. Not related to Devin. After the throat cancer, my mother was diagnosed with lung cancer, which we fought for years. I think it's been five, five or six years. And then it went, it went in remission for a little bit, and then it happened again in the lung. And then it happened in the kidney. And then in the brain. And then in the spine. Over the course of the past five years. I mean, it has been a crazy, crazy ordeal. To the point, sadly now, where we're in our last weeks. We have hospice people. We have chaplains. We have preach, preacher or priests, former priests, coming to the house. Pa- family is upstairs right now visiting for the last time it's been a steady revolving door for the past few weeks and in her bedroom is a brand new hospital bed with special mechanisms to keep her from falling oxygen 24 7 wheelchair meds we even have an emergency box in my fridge for if something happens with medication that is apparently crazy and that all started that week and now we're at the end of that journey so that's awful it's weighed heavily on me for the past god knows how long uh and it's funny that this would happen with Devin, where it started coming to an end around the same time too so he went and started his site and then you know obviously we had our skirmishes and i was sometimes the better man and sometimes i wasn't I mean, I'm I'm always the better man, but I was petty at times. But once again, words are words. There's a lot of assholes out there. I take, I think sexual abuse or sexual harassment and all that stuff, if it's real, is, uh, is a different animal altogether. And I'd like to think that I had better radar about a person, especially while he was on Chud, that he wouldn't do something like that. But oh, the stories that have been sent to me in private message since this news broke. From people I never knew had that kind of a relationship with him or situation. So it's certainly not an isolated incident. I have about six people that have come out, not necessarily directly to me, but have been either forwarded to me or come out directly to me of similar experiences that happened over the course of his tenure at Chud and after that paint a person who is not what he claims to be and part of that is my fault so that certainly you know so let's flash forward to I think what was it last Sunday when I heard that news I was staggered and then all of a sudden I started getting these texts and emails and instant messages from people saying you go girl like finally justice is served blah 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 and it's very easy to fall into that mentality because He's my enemy. He is like, if there are so many times where I wanted to just, when I was in Los Angeles, go find him and beat the fuck out of him. That's how bad it was. That's how much it hurt. That's how much damage he did to Chud, did to my reputation. I got a cat here. And to a lot of the relationships that we had built. But that's me. That's me being selfish, right? So when I heard the news, I was staggered and very sad. Because Devin for all his shit that I had to deal with, was a very valuable part of Chud. In the top three most valuable parts of Chud. 
after myself and me. Just kidding. Um, after <laughs> Steve Murphy. Just kidding. Skeleton Four. No. Um, so I was really sad, and 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 honestly, I was obsessed with that news. Like it was hard not to keep up to date with the shit that was going on with that. I mean, I thought it was going to be a black eye. I never thought he'd leave the company. I never thought he'd have his podcast taken down, and I never thought he'd be persona non grata because I've been on the side of that you know, on a smaller level with the tree rape joke. I mean, it went from an innocuous, well, you know, maybe tone deaf but not poorly intentioned comment to I hate women and I'm pro-rape. That's how bad it was on like Reddit and all that kind of stuff. And I've made those jokes. I've made jokes about nationalities. I've made jokes about ethnicities. I've made jokes about sexuality. I've made jokes about crime, sexual crime. I mean, I've made jokes about everything over the course of the years. And, and a lot of, like, part of the this very podcast has been about me trying to push the buttons of the other two guys on it, which meant typically going to taboo stuff. I mean, I, on the video podcast with Ren, I did the same thing. I joked about touching boy. I just, all sorts of crazy shit because I... I stupidly operate under the idea that people know I am having a piss, that I am not that person. Um, and anybody who actually knows me knows that that is as far from the real person as possible. I'm, I'm like a, I'm not dad of the year, but I'm at least dad of the week. And uh, I'm an open book, which causes a lot of trouble and probably keeps me from getting really good gigs and all that. But I'm, I'm in no position to act as if I'm a squeaky clean individual. I know I've never done anything like what Devin's accused of. Never would think of it. Never even gotten close. Um, never. I mean, I'm the guy who's never had drugs yet. Yet I say yet because I'm stressed out right now and I'm, I'm mulling it. Um. But I was so obsessed with that news that I didn't know what to do. I mean, I had people reaching out to me with with motives, and I've actually probably said too much to too many about my feelings about him. Uh, but. It, it, that that was a chance for you know there was a, a percentage of of people looking to me as the first person who had that kind of relationship with him where there was that you know uh, access to him and also antagonism with him other than the millions of people he trolled and all that um, but I felt really bad because first of all that girl um, obviously it hurt her a lot to say what she said, and she had been holding it in for quite a while, and there was certainly no intent to ruin him or whatever. So there is that. It's awful. Um, and it's awful, too, that there is this weird Internet thing where people are in these little pockets, like the, I guess, social justice, warrior, that, that whole thing. I don't know. It's just so stupid. It sounds so stupid to me because um, it seems like posturing. It seems, it seems like overcompensation to me. But anyway, there's all these people in these little groups and these niches with all these acronyms I don't understand, all using it as a pulpit for their thing. When in reality, it's somebody doing something to a woman that is just fucking not allowed. And, you know, after what we had gone through with Fab Funk, Gabe Toro, doing what he did, which is so fucking worse, um... I thought we were free of it. I mean, that was that was a shock to the system. It's like, oh God, okay, we—that's our skeleton. That's Chud's. That's the sad part in Chud, Chud's legacy, other than the other hundred things that pissed me off about people on there and the Scientology and the fucking hatred and the, um, and the 
urging people to do bad things to themselves. I mean, for every one thing, like Chud has this, there's this thread on Chud called depression. And I told um, I told the people that I was in legal battle with about Chud's future, I said, you cannot kill this site. Because if nothing else, that thread has saved a life. And that to me means more than all the movie reviews or you know all the other shit we've done. That thread actually has saved lives. In the same way that like the B-movie action thread, which is beyond me in some respects, that is... It, I don't know if it still is, but it was certainly so necessary for so many people that it's almost like it, it's not about me. It's not about the business of Chud. It's like keeping a national monument alive. And all of that stuff, all these things, like people are now pouring through Devin's old posts on Chud, which we have protected because the last thing I need is for somebody to go retroactively change what he has said. So I believe they're protected. So whatever he said back in the day is still there and will continue to be there. But that kind of shined the light back on Chud. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it was very interesting to see just the way that people responded. You know, there was a thread, there still is a pretty active thread about that whole situation. And it brought a lot of people that had been out of pocket for quite some time to come back and, and voice their opinion, communicate with others. And for the most part, it was really amicable. And it was almost like we'd all experienced a tragedy together. Um, and then also, it kind of reminded me uh, of how it once was and how important the site ultimately has been. You know, it's a shell of itself now, and I'm doing everything I can to, to keep it alive. Um, I don't know what will happen. But it was kind of a really nice, warm coda, if nothing else, on uh, some amazing and, and, and hugely influential web growth. I mean, like, you know, even though, like, Variety and Hollywood Reporter, all that, kind of basically acted as if Devin was one of the pioneers of the internet and movie criticism and all that, which is not true in any way. Uh, it did, it did, they, they were kind enough to at least mention Chud's existence, which is belittling really how important we were um, and how vital we were to that guy. But also, um, it, you know, there was, there were some names from the past that kind of came up and, and that was really cool. And the one overriding thing I got from it is Devin's an exception. You know, it's very easy to just focus on that. And it's very easy to focus on something that's so sensational and getting so much attention. But the real cool takeaway from it is, is although he did horrible things to some people, um, there was a very therapeutic so side effect of that whole situation. And uh, so it was neat. It was neat to see. You know, there's a, you know, a lot of people are saying they hope he gets help and he comes back stronger. And that's a cop-out to me because I don't believe that um, it's okay to just say, I'm going to be a better person once you get busted. Because that, that to me is just disingenuous. And, you know, if that's the way that you live, just trying to coast from opportunity to opportunity at whoever's expense, whether it be what he did to me, whether it be what he did to um God knows who else in the, in, the, in, the, in the interim. And then, of course, the shit he did to these people. It's just not okay to just say your Hail Marys and kind of get back on the horse. I think he should be destroyed. I mean, I, I think he should, if nothing else, he should have to do the AA thing and go back to everybody he's shit on over the years and really lay, lay his soul bare to each of them. And including me. I'd love to see that. But there's a... 
a lot of people in that line before me. You know, so the, 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 you know, personally, I want to crush the guy. I want him to be gone. I want that whole thing to have, I want there to be a, a silver lining to this awful, awful shit that I've had to deal with and people have had to deal with on a much larger level. Because it just, it was too much. It cost me too fucking much. And I've made some, some decisions over the course of my career that have been the wrong decision. Um, and I've done some that have backfired. But the one thing that's always been consistent was my motive. I've always been about protecting the site, its integrity, its future, and to show that there are good guys and that, that who will stay by their word. And, and I, even though people have painted a bad picture at times, that's the reality. And when you view things over a through line that's much longer in length, I think that's obvious. But if you live in the moment and people get so caught up in these petty squabbles and Hive tonal shifts about you know opinions about people. It's very easy to forget about that, you know. And Devin is a much sexier guy to be hooked your wagon to. You know, he's in L.A. He's happening. He's got all the right friends. He's you know he's connected. He's got strong opinions and all that. But the reality is, is it's fake. It's not real. And you know, maybe it's time that you know I'm starting to see in my work now at Fandom. Um, when you start applying the numbers and the metrics and, and the analytics and, and the data-driven stuff, I'm a dinosaur in some respects. Um, I'm, too, I'm too idealistic in what I think should, people should be writing about and how they should be doing it. But maybe also it's a time to put an end to the stuff of Devin's era. Um, it's, you know, if... The world's a lot more about me, me, me now than it ever has been. And we can't let our writing be like that. You know, especially if it's built on a base of darkness and cynicism and elitism. You know, so if Devin does get another chance, I'd like to see a humble version of Devin. I'd like to see him really try something else. Not that, not that I fucking care at this point. He can do whatever the hell he wants. He's not. He's not part of my world, you know, and, and actually, even though the name still stings even before last week, I had pretty much, you know, I wasn't really worried about that guy. You know, now I'm worried about, you know, everybody. Because who do you really know well enough in this kind of Internet environment to really know if you could vouch for them when it comes to, you know, when people's. You know, lives are at, really at stake or their or their innocence is at stake or whatever else. It's really fucked up. You know, I've been lucky in that Chud has built, you know, because a lot of us were so close proximity-wise that there are lifelong friendships that have been built out of it. People that, you know, like the Justins and the Micahs and the Caesars and the Wills and the Steve Murphys and the Kurtz and Eileen and Andrew Sweeney, all those people, you know, there's so many of those people out there. Um I can't name them all, Diva, um, you know, Lisa. I mean, like, there's so many um, that you do know. You know deep inside would never do something like that. But we get so caught up in these personalities and these and these, these skirmishes and these opinion wars and, and getting the last word in that we forget about the reality of it. You know, you can't, you just can't put too much weight into any of this. So... 
I'd like to say that this whole Devin thing, um, when viewed through that same long, stretched out timeline, has come to a close, and that you know things are have fallen into their correct places. People have shown their true colors. I guess there's an element of truth to that. I think, and there's also an element of truth that I'd like to think that. You know, just like anybody else, he could make amends and move on. You know, I have a personal problem with him, but the reality is, is if he hasn't done anything like that in 10 years or whatever, and he has really changed, you know, who am I to damn him for that? You know, that's that's for him and his readership and the people he comes into contact with to deal with. All I know is I'm fucking tired of this shit, you know? It's the the cult of personality and all the all the all the fighting and all the opinion, you know. I have people on on Facebook. I'll see threads to where like we sh- like I share mutual friends with people who have taken sides against me in the Chud War thing, saying things about me that are just fucking ridiculous. Things that are half a decade old and untrue to start with, but that's what they have. Everybody clings to that one thing that that paints a picture of somebody. You know, I chose to ignore things with Devin, and I benefited from it for a long time, but ultimately I was punished for it for much longer. Um, And just for the record, people thinking that I took donations on PayPal so I can pay for my car, which I still have. Um, When I signed the deal with Bigfoot, which is a company I sold percentage of Chud to, for the reasons I did, unfortunately. When the smoke all cleared, after my staff was set up and all that, I decided to buy a car. But I didn't pay for that car outright. I took some of the proceeds from my cut of the, the deal to put a down payment on a car. A car that I had to pay off over the next, I think, four years. I finally paid the last payment of it in like May of 2015. And now that car which was a 2010 model, which means I got it in 2009. It's about 95,000 miles later now. I uh, had to have the engine replaced, but not a cent of that car <laughs> was paid for by the good work of Chud people, nor anything else that benefited me personally. So if you want to hate me, hate me for something real, like the fact that I said that... Uh, Evil Dead has the best tree rape in film history, which I still stand by. Or that I said a, an, an off-color joke. Like I know there's a guy on the boards, a for, former guy on the boards, that hated me because I posted a picture of a giant gun sale at Dick's Sporting Goods or Bass Pro Shop saying, look at their back-to-school special. That person interpreted that as, I'm, I'm making a joke at people's expense, when in reality... I had been so incensed by the gun thing and the fact that I have a daughter that's going into, uh, you know, she at the time she was just about to start middle school, that he interpreted it completely wrong, never gave me a chance to make up for it. That's how some people are on the Internet, right? So you get that one moment. if If you don't knock it home, then you're fucked for life. I'm fine with that. This is not, uh, I don't have a bad deal. You know, I've got a great family, great friends, and I'll be fine. But maybe it's time to actually know whose side you're really on. 
because you won't hear about me sexually assaulting anybody. It's never happened. It's never going to happen. You won't hear about me probably murdering anybody. But, uh, you know, give me some time. I'm, I'm, I'm a little on the fence right now. So I'm done with the Devin thing. It was a very interesting week and a much more interesting decade. Um, but that's where I stand on it. Um, I promise that Justin and I will talk about Andrew Diavoff on the next podcast. Love you guys. Take care of yourselves. And if you are ever in a situation where you might be sexually assaulting somebody, don't. Be good.